the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 88, recorded Friday, April 26th, 2013. Quantify soon. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. It's time for AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host for the day. Thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, with us this week is George Tucker. He is the engineering coordinator for World Stage. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Hi, everybody. Uh, also with us is the senior curriculum development person for Crestron. His name is Kevin Iselli. How are you, sir? Great, Tim. Thanks. And last but not least is the late and great Matt Scott. How are you? I am doing Fabulous. He's from Omega Audio Video. Um, he's 15 minutes behind because he's in Canada. Uh, that was a, <laughs> was a Max Hedrum joke, just for those of you. Uh, <laughs> just this week. But we only get 50 minutes every hour out of him. So. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, I'm only paying attention for five, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but five minutes with view is like, never mind. All right, <laughs> we're going to talk about OLED. Surprise, surprise. Uh, laser projectors as headlights. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, the MPAA uh, and fair use quite possibly. But first, I have a question for you guys really quick. And um, this week, uh, Custom Retailer is a, is a magazine, and uh, they're changing their name to Technology Integrator. Uh, does, is this a big deal, the fact that the name change and the, and the shift in, um, in, I guess, focus, George? I think it's search engine related. Okay. You know, I mean, who looks up the other title? It's tech, and then you get tech decisions or tech this or tech something, and you're going to probably get a hit. Okay. Yeah. Kevin, is this a big deal? Yeah, it's the buzzword change. I mean, if we, if we look at what's been happening even in the past years, let's think of it as the, the dissolving of the AV industry and the creation of the technology industry. Mm, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Scott, is this kind of the, the, the further development? A couple of years ago, Cedia changed you guys from custom retailers to Eskies. Um, That's correct. You have a graphic. You have a graphic, yes. Um, <laughs> is, uh, is this kind of the same thing where they're just kind of uh, developing out of the custom retailer and into technology? I, I think so. I think they're trying to become a little bit more relevant. And I have a lot of friends over there. Uh, personally, I hate name changes and logo changes and all that jazz. I really wish some of these companies would just, you know, be strong in what you are. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it does better reflect what's going on in our industry. There's not that many custom retailers left, in all honesty. I know in our town we have one. Are you it? No, oh. no, I'm not a retailer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we only have one custom shop left. Now, there's a bunch of custom integrators, but uh, very few of them have large, expansive showrooms that would normally be considered a custom retail location. That's probably fair. All right. Um, moving on from uh, the folks over at Engadget, you can get 
a Mercedes-Benz, and they will throw in a pair of projectors for free. That's right, a pair of projectors for free. They're using laser projectors as headlights. Sort of, kind of. Uh, Kevin, you before we started, you said that you've actually seen these, um, we're going to say, in action. Uh, well, there was a video. Uh, there was a video. <laughs> So I, I've seen the marketing diatribe on it, if you will. Okay. It was it's cute. I, I, you know the the content. Oh, the only thing I'm really concerned about is are those projectors 4K? Jeez. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and will they do 3D? Yes, they will. It's, there's, it's a, there's a left and right. There's a left and right. Stack. Yeah. Let's passive stack. It's... Yeah, the, the you know the concept, and as I was reading the whole article, I you know <laughs> I still came out to the, so. What they were describing it as, you could actually have the information or your turn information on your GPS appear out in front of the car. Well, what a way to scare the hell out of the driver. Number one, number two, what's it gonna? What's the projection gonna end up on? The road. Sure. <laughs> and then, since you can project anything, can you imagine what's gonna get projected? Oh, yeah. That was my first thought. Well, you, yeah. you'd have to hack it, wouldn't you? I mean, you don't think they'd give them an actual AV jack to an HDMI port? Yes, to... they do. Yeah, it does. Really? It says. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that if part. Read, if you've read the article, sir. I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I scanned this article. You're going to have to, you know, open up the console and remove the little jumper that only makes it work when it's in parking mode to, to add in your own. This car. Yes. Yeah, I, well, I wondered about the lasers, too. I mean, they said laser projectors, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a polarized windshield that maybe you can see something due to the refraction of the light and the atmospheric, ionic, whatever. We'll just come up with some buzzwords to say that. But <laughs> is it possible? Synergistic I integration. Very Wait, nice. that was already used. That was already used. Come on. Oh, you can reuse buzzwords. It's recycling. We're green. There, oh, and it's right. green. It's, it's a laser. It's a green laser projector. Nice. Sorry. I like it. Now you're just making stuff up. No, it's it's like you know, the, the, the lamp life on that thing is probably twenty thousand hours. I I think I actually saw a beta version of this just a few days ago, which I am finding and I'm going to post to Twitter as we speak. I think this was the test project. I ran across it the other night in London. And uh, yeah, I just tweeted it. So take a look, guys. It was in a Kia Optima, though. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a Kia Optima. It was a guy running around with two head flashlights taped to his head. Yes. No, it was actually a guy uh, parked in a parking lot uh, not too far from my house with a, uh, you know, it's got a, a large brake wall that's all concrete. And it's, you know, about 12 o'clock at night, and he's parked out there in his car, turned off, with a projector sitting on the roof. <laughs> well... I, I'm so not kidding. His I, own drive-in movie. Well, here's yeah. the thing: it's it's it, he's watching Iron Man at least, I and mean, that's that's the he nice is. thing. So, but tell me that's not pretty comical. <laughs> it's it yes. It, that's what Mercedes was cheating from. That's what they were. That's what they got the they idea. They saw All and right. went, "Oh, we got to do this." All right, let's move on, please. Uh, <laughs> from CE Pro Bjorn Jensen, uh, how to protect clients from home automation hacker bots. This is not the first time we've talked about hackers and and um, and uh, AV systems before, but you know what? It's it it bears repeating and it bears going after again. Mr. Scott, uh, you deal a lot with residential. Is this a huge deal for people to uh, uh, to break in and and hack 
people's automation systems, lights, um, HVAC systems? I've never seen it happen. The closest thing I've seen is, uh, and it's not really hacking, but we have a lot of clients that are all friends and they all have Sonos and they like, one of them likes to, uh, drive by his friends' homes and park outside and change all their music. Uh, that would be the closest that I've ever actually seen. Uh, we come across it occasionally where people get very concerned that, uh, you know, their, their system is going to be hacked. As a rule, um, it does become one of those things where I don't really think that's the goal of most hackers. I don't think they care. Uh, and as long as we're smart as integrators and, you know, are doing those very, very basic things like changing ports and you know, changing default usernames and passwords and doing things such as that, I, I don't think it's going to become a huge issue. And if it does uh, and, be, you know, starts to grow into something that we have to address, then that's when, you know, in all honesty, we're going to want to be leaning on our manufacturers to put some better control in. Well, you know, I, I wish that we had a manufacturer on this very podcast. I yeah, know. see, I'm not paying attention because we don't have this problem. Well, I know you don't have this problem, <laughs> but let's let's say in theory that there was a control company that lived exclusively on on the on the internet, right? They were a let's say cloud based um, control company. Wouldn't that, in theory, give themselves uh, open up some doors to possibly hacking, Kevin? Well, that in not only in theory but in reality would be kind of ridiculous because to me you're now you know relying solely on the cloud and as you know you never interrupt the service of the cloud right <laughs> the cloud is always there uh but if you're putting it out there like that well now you need to start looking at you know authentication and uh you know 8021x and, and and those type of things which we already do so if you want to do secure pass keys if you want to do uh, you know what whatever uh, you can possibly do to secure your system. Uh, yeah, we you, you need to make those those uh, same uh, features available so that uh, you can avoid any uh, intrusion or any of that. Well, again, yeah. I I, th I think it comes down to if someone decides they want to hack it and they have enough skills, there's nothing they can't hack. Anonymous shows us that quite you know almost on a weekly basis now. So. You know, again, I, I do think it really comes down to how many people are saying, you know what, I can't wait to hack Matt Scott's lights. That would be me. I know, I know. <laughs> and I know you're, th you're working on it, but I'm staying one step ahead. All right. George, is this a big deal, uh, hacking people's houses and stuff, or, or will it possibly become a big deal? I think it depends on which manufactured device you're using like kevin says there are some that are way ahead of the curve and have proprietary systems and highly recommend all these changes and security stuff that you should do standard the ports as matt said the passwords etc right i think though when you get to some of the middle level home automation that's both end user used and a dealer or some kind of integrator that's both are doing it your likelihood for leaving open security holes or having an open sourced uh, software that can be hacked at some point becomes more likely. So that middle market's probably a, a problem in my mind. Eventually. Eventually, yeah, but it's not yeah. right now. I mean, there but will... your, standard, your standard protection, right? Well, I mean... here's the thing. I, I, uh, Kevin, or uh, uh, Matt mentioned Anonymous, and 
I, I guess my whole thing is eventually people, the more they put on home automation, the more likely it will be that people will want to start hacking them because, well, there's security and there's this and the other and there are cameras and stuff. So that's that's where I'm, I'm I guess that's where I come from. So Well, there was an article a couple of days ago. Was it CE Pro or was it something else about how wireless routers are not safe and there's nothing you can do about it? There's some direct attacks that can happen without knowing the password if you're even semi-literate in Unix and stuff like that that a lot of hackers can get into. And oh, I'll yeah, find you, it for reference, but... You can yeah. hack just about any Wi-Fi router in a matter of moments. Yes. Wow. Affirmative, which is why it's awesome that everybody wants to go there. It just it's makes just, it convenient. The fear well, is the it, it makes it very easy for you know people who want to show up somewhere and not pay for Wi-Fi. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that, that's all they're going to do with it, Matt, isn't it? I sense Jeez. a ban on computers coming. Oh, you know oh, what? You know what? <laughs> what? That's what they should no. do. Don't be quiet. Background checks in the computer. They're taking our guns. Like they're that. taking our computers. Next thing you know, they're going to take my soda. Wait a minute. I don't live in Wait, New York. No, that's, that's New York. New York. <laughs> <laughs> on that. Sorry, George. Uh, yeah. how, how, how big can you get? Soda, a, 12, a, a, a five ounce soda in New York? Is that how big? I have no idea. Jeez. All right. It's actually a thimble now. A thimble, yes. Yeah. So I don't know. It didn't affect me. So I was like, all right. One shot at a time. One ounce. <laughs> Hit me again. <laughs> Uh, I from all day. What do I know? From Mashable. Uh, this is, you know what? Last week I wrote a blog post about 4K, and, and Mr. Iselli gave me all kinds of crap about it. Um, we talked about we it. We did. Say we I gave did. you crap you, about you, No, we, we talked. About. We talked. Um, you came to the conclusion. I was correct. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which, <laughs> honestly, 99. See, I could agree. Here's the thing, though, Tim. I could have agreed with you, but then we'd both be wrong. Oh, jeez. You know what? <laughs> you know what? what I like to say. Everybody has the right to be wrong. I use that right rather regularly, uh, <laughs> uh, but I am excited about this. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, it's it's like the the poor punk kid who keeps asking the girl out to do the dance, and she keeps saying maybe. Uh, when uh, the LG uh, PR manager, <laughs> LG being the well, the guys who make you know, TVs and uh, microwaves and and you know, refrigerators, uh, Hung Shin uh, told reporters. Curved TVs are coming in the second half of this year. And he I don't know that he did the air quotes, but I'm doing the air quotes for him. Curved TVs, in other words, OLEDs, are coming in the second half of this year, quote, unquote. Uh, first of all, Mr. Scott, do we believe him? And secondly, how big of a deal is this? I believe every press release oh. and everything that comes out of any <laughs> VP or higher. Then, then uh, I have an XTP no. uh, series switch to sell you. All right. Yes, you do. I can't wait to get it. I know it's coming. I'm just waiting here patiently. <laughs> I, I'd love to say that it'll come. I don't know. It, it's it's the same thing. We've been we always wait for all these new products, and the TVs are notoriously bad for this type of uh, manufacturers. I mean, um, are notoriously bad for talking about products that are coming and that never ever show up. Uh, what I'd love to know is if he you know has any sort of price point whatsoever. Because again, I don't really care if it comes to the market, but it's thirty-five grand. What am I supposed to do with that? I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a lot of clients that are jumping for that type of product at thirty-five k. No, but you will have some, and though there are the early adapters, thank goodness for them, because they're the people who make it possible for you and me to buy them at a at an affordable price, right? That's that's true. 
you know, again, it'll be one of those things where this is that these are those areas where I really I like to get excited because I am a geek. I sit down, I read the press release, I go, oh, goody, it's coming. And, you know, do twi- um, twingly fingers in front of me. Ooh, my pretty. But then I just kind of forget about it till it actually shows up and it shows up in my SKUs and I can buy it. And once it shows up in my SKUs and I can buy it, especially being in Canada, <laughs> that's when I oh, actually so- start to get excited. Oh, yeah, that's so- got another five years to wait. <laughs> well, I know, wow. and that's what I mean. You guys will get stuff and we'll be waiting and I'll be calling distributors and reps and they'll be like, oh, yes, it's coming. Hence why I believe them. And then, you know, two years down the road, once you guys have said, yeah, we don't really care anymore. Then it's like, hey, you guys can time shift. Hey, can, can I can I awesome. ask you a question? Can't you just drive across the, the border and buy it and bring it back? Yes. Uh, it's not a very smart business uh, decision if I'm doing it for clients. Uh, the main issue comes with the fact that then i got to pay tax anyways. Oh, okay. Because, again, it's not like it's going to be – our our daily what's our daily limit now four hundred dollars across the border per person wow so yeah and that's now that's if you're only over for you know 24 hours uh if you're over for seven days it's up to i think eight hundred dollars now twelve twelve hundred something like that either way it's not like you're going to bring it across and not have to pay tax and duty and everything else on it so if it's again if it's something that's uh for example the sony 4k yeah, I can go buy it, but you know how much crap I'm going to get in trying to bring that back across the border? Because it's over because it's over 10k, I now have to declare it, go through the whole process because technically if I don't, it's considered money laundering. Matt, and I get hit. Haven't you ever seen Breaking Bad? Oh, I have. <laughs> I'm Our border's not the same as the Mexican. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Iselli, one of the things that you and I did discuss was the size of the 4K display we talked about last week. This guy, uh, the guy from LG, is talking about, uh, well, 80 inches at, four, at, at at an OLED at 80 inches. Um, is that a little bit more exciting than, than a smaller one? Can no, I think OLED it? in general is, is uh, exciting. I mean, I, I've been on bated breath for almost as long as Matt now, you know, three, four <laughs> years for this. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, I'm one of those, I'll believe it when I can actually go and buy it. Cause you know, we were supposed to have the 55 inch last year. Then it was uh first quarter this year. Then it was by the end of February this year. Now it's April and April's almost over and we still haven't seen it hit the shelves yet. It'll so, be here really yeah. soon, Kevin. Really, yeah, really, yeah, soon. really soon. Yes, trust we, me. I saw it on the internet. Quantify Jeez. soon, right? Well, uh, but actually, yeah. with what something Matt said it was, it was, kind of, and I'm going to use this actually, Matt, just so you know. Uh, so I'm going to give you full credit. Nice. Uh, blame Canada. Um, he said he's a geek, right? And and what we all are, but I think what we forgot is geeks always are doing the same thing. We're always looking forward, right? We want to see what's the next thing, what's the next thing, and what did Matt follow that up with. Yeah, it's great if it's coming, but if it's $35,000, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. Which then, Tim, you know the story that I said. I put in three mm-hmm. 40-inch plasmas into a job that were 640 by 480 at $34,000 a piece. And today you can get, you know, you go into Starbucks, grab a venti, and you get a 60-inch LED with that. So, it, it, yeah, there's Only always... Only if you use your that, gold card, though. 
I have oh. one of those. I have one of those. No. <laughs> I have a, well, it's, it's probably not a Canadian promotion. Yeah. Have, well, yeah. Sorry, I threw you. Would that be gold? <laughs> no, no. But uh, <laughs> again, w- there's there's going to be that initial hit to the pocket, uh, and again, there's also those people. <laughs> Tim and I know how we describe those people, right? <laughs> yes. That are like, I got to have that because there could be, you know, some unbeknownst uh, attractive young lady that I'm going to wow with a TV, right? <laughs> uh, so, but it'll it'll get there. It'll definitely get there. Uh, I'm, I, I have seen some of the things that Samsung's doing, and, and I show some of these videos as well, which are, to me, more impressive of the future than even just that simple OLED that we're waiting for right now. Well, yeah, there, there, there is that. I mean, because there, there, there was a video you sent me a couple of years ago, and I think that you still use in your classes where, you know, they're they're pounding the crap out of the the, the OLED. Oh screen. yeah, the hammer. T- yeah. But you know, honestly, looking at this article, um, I would say if the fact of it being curved. Eh, but I, what about gamers? <laughs> I mean, you could. No, no, I, I mean, know. I'm just talking about the whole curved display. Uh, I've seen curved displays, and I am very underwhelmed. Uh, to me, whether the display is curved or flat, when you're starting to get into the size that is so immersive like that, you know, 80 inches and larger, depending on your viewing position, curved display versus flat display, to me, this is me personally, um, yeah, no, I don't care. Just give me an LED, OLED, please. Yeah. See, and I would second that completely. Unless, you know, I'm in a room where I'm 16 feet away from the screen and it's 140 inches and it's a steward curved film screen. I could care less if it's curved or not. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I do not notice a difference. Other than obviously you look at it and go, oh, wow, it's curved. But as far as enjoyment, no. You do notice a difference when you have to pay for it. Well, yes, you definitely notice a difference when you pay for it or uh, when we bill for it. But yeah, no, I, I could care less. All right, George. Give me something cool. George, Make it show up. Yeah, that's In Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are we going to see this thing the second half of the year? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, we'll have to see what the next few trade shows are going to do. This no, hang like on, hang on. Lot. You said, what was it? Was that the 2012 show? Both. Uh, the, 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 both, yeah, we, both. both. Two years in a row, I've declared it the year of the OLED. <laughs> yes, I have. That's me. By the way, I'm still waiting for Cisco to buy Control 4, but go ahead. They. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Why look, did the you whole say of, that? Oh, don't the whole it's a long story. Don't yeah, oh, God. Don't get him into Please don't. <laughs> we don't have that much time. Kevin, don't encourage him. Um, so, as I was saying, <laughs> I think these screens like the immersive thing. Like we've said about 4K, it's really the immersive thing when we're talking like high-tech training, maybe high-end gaming, maybe for something like the medical industry with the robotics and the the surgery that they do and, and stuff like that. Other than that, unless I've got a fancy curved walls in an 80s house in Florida, I don't know where I'm putting this. Yeah. That, that Again, they, they look a little goofy when they're on a wall. So don't put them Unless on a wall. It's a curved wall. No, I know, oh, but that's... A curved wall, yeah. Where do TVs go? Oh, they As go everywhere. Rule, especially in our industry. In our industry, they go on the walls. Yeah, that's they true. They go on the wall. Yeah. So, Not above fireplaces. <laughs> No, please. Yeah, never see that. No, ever. Oh, if you if you put this one above the fireplace and it's curving, you could like freak people out and say, "Oh, it's melting." It might, it, you know what? It, it might curve some more. Yeah, just, just so y'all know. All right, uh, you are listening to a week. That's Kevin Izelli from Crestron, Matt Scott from Omega Audio Video, and uh, Mr. George Tucker 
from uh, world stage. This comes to us from Device, and I saw this story, and I immediately thought of Mr. Tucker, who famously said on this show almost two years ago, I am not a gesture, talking about uh, hand gesturing and control. Samsung is developing a tablet that you can control with EEG. You don't know what that is? That's when they put monitoring electrodes on your head, and you can control it with your brain. So, Mr. Tucker, um, are we going to put, well, you know, electrodes in the back of my brain and let me control my Crestron system? <laughs> well, you know, there's a whole subset of body hackers out there who are doing things just like that, right? Mm -hmm. Some of these people are putting, like, microchips in their stuff and these little um, super magnets inside their fingers to help grab stuff. Yep. Yeah. And, and, do, yeah. And, and it accentuates the gestures and... Right, it's sort of the inverse of the modern primitives who did all the big, big holy loops in their ears and the nose uh, piercings and stuff, but these guys are going the other way by putting technology in themselves. I actually like this idea, and I am not a jester. It, it, it sort of fits right in with that for me. Although, and I do love the sort of Apollo-era head. Well, yes, thing. the picture is very nice. Yeah. The picture is fantastic. <laughs> it's like, you know, and there's some steampunk people, I think, that would probably think that's pretty cool. And, it, you know, nice little brass fittings on it. And it would look kind of cool. Um, but I, I think this is something that we will see more and more of. There, wasn't there a game a couple of years ago in which you could control something with your mind with the EG? It would lift up the little, uh, the little ball or sphere. I couldn't remember what it was. Mm. You guys don't remember this? No? All right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was the yeah, mind benders or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly. But you could train your mind to be stronger. But I, I, on that subject, I really do like this idea eventually to be able to say, hey, I'm just thinking about it. If I train myself to understand how to think about it, it'll work. And I can see this working, like, say, with Google Glass. Did you, you know, you've heard about Google Glass. There's now a wink feature. Like, supposedly they're going to release this where you can wink and you can take a picture. Hmm. So why would I want to do that? If I've got Google Glass or some other personal, you know, heads-up display computer system, I just want to be able to have a little sensor that's on the side of the, each side of the glass, my little eyeglasses, and say, okay, take picture. Or, you know, move, move myself just a certain way. I think there's a lot of potential. Gee, a lot of potential for trouble. Well, that's the thing. And, <laughs> and, and think about the fights over the remote control for, on, on, in this device. Um, <laughs> I want to wear the hat. <laughs> no, but I'm saying this is post-hat, dude. This is post-hat. Yeah, this is like a, a chip in the back of your ear or something. And, you know, or both, just on like both a, set, of a pair of glasses. Yeah, a pair a couple of glasses. Of sensors. It reduces down to a couple of sensors in three to five years. I would be so imprisoned. It's just, you know. <laughs> all right, but Kevin, in all, in all serious, it was well, sort of seriousness. No, fantastic. I, I think it's a it's a great idea to, to to you know further the whole exploration. I look at what doing this could potentially do is the reverse, right? Um, now you start to look inside, let's say, the human mind and how it works more, as opposed to how can I get it to create a latte for me? Okay, yeah, I see that. Or or maybe you know. I'll research both ways, let's say. Yes, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scott, can you could you think can you imagine selling this to somebody? No. 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 I come on. I, I saw a customer today who's still having trouble with a universal remote control. But this is the ultimate universal remote. Yeah, right? I know. But you know how many times they're going to be like, maybe I should watch HGTV. Maybe I should watch Lifetime. Maybe I should watch. <laughs> and it'll just go nuts. And I'll be getting no. calls. You know what? I was thinking this and it changed the channel, but I wasn't thinking that I wanted to change the channel. I was Ooh. just thinking maybe I should change the channel. 
it, no. I don't see this at all. No, it'll be like watching TV with my dad. Change, 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 change. Exactly. Change, change, Why is it all your commercials? Yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Yes, I just sir. had the sudden thought that can you imagine someone who's schizophrenic using this? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, schizophrenic remote control. Again, that you know that comes down to the whole the whole issue with all this kind of stuff is it's gr- figuring out how it will integrate into what we're doing on a daily basis will be the hard thing. The technology is insanely cool, but even between my wife and I in our house there are so many things that I want differently than she does. And if it's something where, yes, only one person can control the system at one time, great. It's her. What's, yeah, I know, but what's the point? It'll become something where you both want to control it at the same time. And if it's thought-based, it's just constantly going to be happening. I'm constantly going to be turning down a light. She'll be turning that light back up until the point where we fry the stinking dimmers. Okay, but how is that different from now? And I'm not being, I'm not trying to be funny. Now here. you got to get off your butt to go okay. do it. Okay. Or you got to actually, you know, physically touch a button. There are many times I've sat there going, "Man, I really should turn that light down because it's bugging me." But I got to at least reach across the countertop or the table or wherever to hit the control for it. Yeah. I won't I won't get it yet. All right. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, this is the one that I'm, I actually need the three of you because this one doesn't make any sense to me. Digital surround sound or DTS HD surround sound for mobile devices. Dumb. Sorry. Well, oh, there we go. That that into that conversation. <laughs> Are you kidding? I just I saw the commercial for uh, what was it? It's one of the new cell phones, and it's talking. It's an HTC talking about how it has high def speakers forward facing to to better experience the phone. It's talking about true surround, true HD quality audio with integrated amplifiers. And I'm looking at it, and it's thinner than my iPhone going, yeah, no. I'm sure it's better than, you know, the mono in some of the phones, but who cares? Well, is this even possible? All those friendly people that think H, you know, good quality is watching a video for their favorite song – on YouTube. Hold on, let me plug this YouTube video into your reference speakers because it'll sound awesome. Go ahead, George. Well, I don't. Th- again, I don't. Not to <laughs> disown what Matt says, but uh, you're wrong. No. Um, think about the second screen. This is what this is all about. It's not about plugging it into your big system. It's not about plugging it in or even having a media room. It's about the second screen that is happening. People are watching almost. What, half, maybe 60% of their content on computers or tablets? This is a way to at least improve the sound, whether it's on headsets or from the speakers on the system. Is it what you want? No. And is it going to reach that level? Of course not. But that psychoacoustic processed surround sound that people are very used to and are willing to accept will improve that second screen and will actually help migrate people towards doing it more. So that's why I think they're going after with this, especially when, uh, was it Dolby, you said the True HD, which is on a phone and, or a phablet or something of that yeah. nature. That's what this is all about. Um, what is it the uh, Swanee says? He does tvpredictions.com for yeah. years. Has been predicting that nobody wants these second screens. Nobody will watch these things. And I call it the Swanee inverse square law. Every time he mentions it, the people doing it doubles. So that's no, I, my... Maybe oh, he should get out of the business. <laughs> and again, I, my, my thing comes down to... Are you really getting DTS HD out of a couple of speakers on a tablet 
In 5.1? I think not. You're getting the psychoacoustic version of that, which makes you think you heard it from behind you, but... It's, I know. But, but it's, it's a second not, screen, so no one's expecting same. it to be what you think it's going to be, though. No I one's am. expecting that. Well, Are you not listening? I totally am. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing, though. It's not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm just saying that's what, I, that's what I'm expecting. Matt, do you expect high fidelity quality, the same as, as listening to a record uh, when you buy an MP3? No, but I know better. Well, then you should know better with this. <laughs> I know. My issue comes down to the marketing side of it. Okay. To say it has DTS in it? Are you kidding? No, it's marketing. No. What's well, a hard DTS? Dolby has many versions. I know, but they need to be clarifying that it's DTS mobile. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's all right. valid. Yeah, all right. That's what that's that's all I want to see. I don't okay. care if you're making DT. Like I remember having a tape deck that supposedly had DTS in it. Oh, I just yeah. want to know sound um, reduction, wasn't it? That was like a yeah. sound or a noise reduction. Yeah, it was NR. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine because it said NR. But <laughs> no, I just I remember going through this with a client. He pulled it out and we were we were trying to get him to upgrade to a much better receiver that had all these different DTS modes for Blu-rays and all this other stuff. He's like, well, why do I need that? My old stuff had that. Like, no, it no, it didn't. This is all new, blah, blah, you know, virtual stuff and Nero cinema and stuff. He's like, well, no, no, my old stuff does. See, look, Dolby. And he showed me an NR tape deck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's the same company. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Sorry. Well, they do call it DTS yeah. HD layered audio. So I don't know if that's part of the full name or if that's just their description of it. I'm curious. No, what would be awesome is if it's going to allow these devices to decode this type of stuff. So if you're streaming from your phone to your TV or to your system that you could then pull a full surround mix out of it. That I think would you're still go. missing the point. People aren't watching it on the big screen. Well, that's their own fault. Well, you know, <laughs> you know can't argue there. No, no. And, could, and again, but... I'm one of those people, right, who I watch things on my, my big plasmas, on my 32-inch in my bedroom, on my iPhone in bed. Uh, like, I'm totally down with the second screen. Second screen, it just... You know, again, I I don't like it when they try to make it sound like it's more than it is. Can you look at something real quickly? Okay. You're no fun. I'm sorry. You well, he he has a point there. I mean, Kevin, is this <laughs> is this anywhere near? Like Matt said, it's not it's not exactly surround sound, so maybe they should change the marketing. Well, the way you know the way they present this to the average reader, um, I would say you know B and W and their Londel Nautilus series, they better pack it up because I can get that right on my iPad now. Exactly. Why? Why? Why do you need it? Why do you need a Nautilus? Why do I need you that? Right? Why I... I got a Galaxy Note, dude. I, I, totally immersive. People across the block are telling me to turn my phone down. Jeez, oh, <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. It, you know, with anything like with uh, Matt, I think it was Matt or George that was talking about the the new uh, phone that actually has the forward facing speakers. Yeah, that was me. I'm all okay. about that because there's nothing worse than trying to see something in a slightly noisy environment and mm -hmm. you can't hear it because you gotta turn the phone to the side of your head and now you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because the right. video's playing out to people and you're trying to listen. Well, you uh, develop so that method of cupping the phone in your hand yeah. just right so you can actually hear it bounce off your hand. Yeah, off awesome. your hand, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all about the front speakers, but multi-channel? Seriously? <laughs> no. 
right. I, I would be happy if they could get multi-channel out of, you know, a single soundbar that's really, really good. Well, you know, it's really going to be impressive when they can take one physical driver, one speaker, and give me 7.1. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> and it's only got to be three inches. That's None correct. Of this six inch, eight and inch wireless. And wireless. wireless. And a third of a watt. Yeah. <laughs> Runs off a nine volt battery. <laughs> a rechargeable nine volt battery. Well, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, you said rechargeable. The moment they get it to run off a 9-volt battery, they'll stop making 9 volts. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But how come we're having this conversation, and how come I can see some engineer who actually eventually hears this goes, oh, we should work on that. <laughs> you know someone's going to. Yeah. yeah. Don't it, you guys have a speaker line? Chop, chop. Yeah, really. <laughs> send oh, it to Jersey. Yeah, send it to yeah, Jersey. Yeah, well, there's only really three people that actually make speakers. We'll send it to one of them. We could ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we need you know, this kind of reminds me, and I, I was teasing Tim earlier about the same thing as I'm, again, going through this whole DTS thing. Sorry to bring it up again, but, you know, big news, Ghostbusters gets mastered in 4K for oh, Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? this, Can't this wait to news. watch it. Yeah, well, it was funny because it, it said maximum picture, expanded color, mastered in 4K. And then when you read the liner notes, it says... Um, We'll play, okay, set the standard for Blu-ray HD picture and sound creating the ultimate 1080p home entertainment experience. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But it'll so, be on a 4K disc. Yeah, yeah. so eventually when someone realizes that you can't put 4K content on a Blu-ray, we'll uh, maybe get some, some ground. Don't tell them. You have to own the marketing term. It's 4K-like. <laughs> 4K LTE. Oh. Just in L- just in 1080. 4K LTE. Yes. We're down converting. Yes, we're down converting. We started off at 4K, which is funny because film is actually more than that. Vastly so, more. That was the conversation Tim and I had. So what Don't you're telling tell me? Don't tell anyone. You took film video, made it worse, and then mastered it from that. <laughs> Yes, Fantastic. yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. All of those things are true. <laughs> All of those things are true. Yes. All right. Let's. Well, let's let's continue talking about movies. Um, 4DX version of Iron Man three has tilting seats, fog, wind, and odor effects, so you can smell Robert Downey Jr. I'm waiting for the Gwyneth scenes, though. Well, there is that. You know, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Is that why everybody hates her? Yeah. She had, here recently, she was named the most beautiful woman in the world. Was It was Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, so, Mr. Iselli, when does, when does Crestron come out with their, uh, their residential line to reproduce 40X? Seriously? <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> I can see it now, the, the DMPS40X. So help me if you guys come out with one of those. Well, let's put it this way. A very intelligent person that I know dearly has actually used a Crestron system to run the um, windshield wiper motor, the, the, the fluid motor, mm-hmm. so that when the cat used to come up to the touchscreen and play with the house, uh, when the person wasn't home, it would literally just squirt the cat with water. So are we there? Sure. Anything's possible. You want us to control a fog machine and some spray some lights and or some spray some let's just call it liquid, all right? Uh, spray some liquid, do and do odor. Sure, why not? And wind. Don't forget the wind. 
yeah, and tilt the seats. The By the way, if you want to see this movie, you have to go to Japan. <laughs> it's uh, it's in Japanese theater. Um, George, is this anything that we have to concern ourselves with when it comes to pro or even resi? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. I wasn't even maybe maybe not yet. Resi, you know, I know. Yes. I, I hate to be so decisive on this one. You, you do. Know? I'm gonna come right down flatly in the middle. There you go. Um, <laughs> both legs straddling the fence. There you go. Watch it. Um, that that there is something to be said that somebody who really wants this, and there are gaming seats. Remember, there was the gaming seats with the noise and with the motor and sensors. The like, yes, wow, too. And so cool too. And some of them do tilt and have that little action, sort of like a video game. For someone who really wants something like this, I think it's possible. I mean, it's, it is highly specific to the movie, but you could do something that would that would be able to read off of the film and say, oh, it's wet now or it's cold, make it chilly or something. Well, I, I remember the, the first 3D movie that I saw was, geez, it's still, it's still playing, uh, was the, the Muppet movie at, uh, at Disney World, um, Hollywood Studios. And it had, it had uh, fog, it had uh, actual animals in the, not animals, but, but puppet, Muppets in the, in the seats, and sprayed, you know, uh, water at you. Well, yeah, I did a, I don't know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or, you know, some sort of movie thing experience like that at one of the theme parks. And yeah, it was fun. I, you know, can't really see it in most home situations at all. Uh, the farthest we usually get with that is, you know, putting in a butt kicker to shake a chair. Yeah, we yeah. call it base shakers. Well, yeah, I, so I'm proprietary to the uh, lovely drum drum thrown ones we find yeah. they're very very quick yeah well you also got to remember like uh well george was talking about the uh, the gaming chairs like uh, dbox has that uh, vrx i think it is or vrz something that like thing's that, yeah. amazing at thirty five thousand dollars a chair right but but you start to think what do you have to then can you imagine the holodeck we need to uh create all the sights and sounds and and, hey, I think you know I just what? figured out what the answer is. Let's just make holodecks. Let's just make holodecks, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me started on holodecks, please. Can you? But seriously, let's think about if you're going to do, uh, you know, temperature, you're going to do, uh, you know, tilt, angle the tilt, you're going to do sounds. Uh, obviously, we have that part, but uh, you're going to start to include smells. Mm-hmm. Think of how well Yankee Candle can come out on this. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Don't forget the polyester. That is the... Yeah, there's going to be a whole industry on creating stink. <laughs> aromatherapy surround or aroma. surround aromatherapy. 7.1 aroma. Aroma sound. Aroma sound. <laughs> wow. Aroma surround? Surround aroma? Surround aroma. I like that. Surround aroma. Surround aroma. Yeah. And then we'll have different levels like 5.1, 7.1, 12.1. <laughs> That's awesome. Have like a chemistry set in the back, and it just you know. That's what I mean. You're gonna have this whole little. Oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna be great. We're gonna give somebody some million dollar <laughs> idea, and the rest of welcome us to Smell a Vision. Oh, there it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they did tell us that it was coming. It was granted. It was a, it was a Tex Avery as cartoon, is, and it was '60s, but as is OLED. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, from the register. Which is a fine British publication. Um, Sandisk is two to three years away from mass producing dun 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 3D chips. No, 
I'm not a big fan of 3D. Actually, Bradford Ben apologized to me on Twitter for going to see a 3D movie the other day. It was very funny. Um, but uh, Kevin, when it comes to storage and stuff like this, when it comes to you know, you guys just released a, a brand new processor, a, a, the three series. Um, well, you didn't release it, but it's you, not 3D. It's I know it's not 3D, but I'm, that's where I'm going. Is is <laughs> the way the reason you were able to do that was because of the advances in technology since your two series, right? So. Is this uh, is the fact that they're getting into this quote unquote 3D storage? Is this going to help people like you guys and, and people who develop uh, computer? You know, and let's be honest, that's what a control system is. It's a it's just a, a giant computer. Uh, is it going to help you guys further on and and develop even cooler things when it comes to automation? Oh sure, I mean when you start and and I. I correct me if I'm wrong. They're not talking about 3D video. They're talking about actual. No no no. 3D yeah, okay. chips, like like 3D yeah. storage, right? Because I, I was reading this, and you, like you said, 3D movie. I was like, oh, is that anything like 3D Doritos? Um, wow, I have remember those. I remember do, those? unfortunately, I Fantastic. do. They're like puff pastries. Um, no, this I think this is actually a, a great step because I, I think when we start doing that, or when they start to uh, progress this, you'll see actually uh, not only for the flash side of things, but uh, SSDs or even solid state drives, you can get. Uh, let's say higher density, you can do much more with this technology. And then again, as soon as you start doing it, uh, 3D versus the 2D, as they were describing it, you now get to shrink everything. Uh, in fact, I think SanDisk just came out with, um, no, I'm sorry, Western Digital was showing this like nano drive, uh, which was like 500 gig, and the thing is like like half the size of an iPhone. Uh, so it's like, it, yeah, fantastic. Smaller, 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 smaller. However, more capacity. Yeah, right? more capacity. That's, that's what I think is fantastic is the fact that they're able to shrink it even further now, uh, remaining, you know, even higher speeds, um, more, um, I'm sorry, more capacity, uh, faster access. I mean, all of that makes it definitely um, more attractive. I think this is a big thing. It, Matt, when it comes to home, you, you do home and at both uh, houses of worship and, and, and some pro stuff. Um, is how big of a deal is it not only just for home, like home theaters and, and home video systems, but also for the house of worship, where you know, let's be honest, they play an awful lot of videos. Yes, they do. It, it'll be better as it starts to get deployed and used in some of the devices that obviously you know we're purchasing and specking. Until then, you know, it really won't have a, a huge instantaneous uh, effect. But, you know, again, as it, as it starts to come down the line and starts to be used and picked up, it'll definitely help. Mr. Mr. Tucker, uh, World Stage does live events and things of that nature. Is this going to help you guys? Uh, it might eventually, yes. I mean, if you get more storage on a smaller device, it would be very nice, although it's more likely to get lost these days. That's why we still use the, uh, was it the Aja Kaipro drives, those big honking things that you are not, they're about the size of a wallet, so they're harder to lose. Um, I just like, when you read the article, though, I like the idea or the information they're giving you about how these fabs, or they're fabricators, mm -hmm. there's too many of them, and they're looking for ways to keep them busy, and this is one of the ways they're doing it, uh, by saying, let's redesign the plan, our design of our, of our little circuit chips and, and make them much more efficient. Um, there was, that, what I found really interesting is that there's too much space and too much uh too many facilities and not enough work so they're looking for ways to increase it which i guess is you know what business is supposed to do is find innovation and, and keep people working but 
We'll see. So basically, they, they didn't have anything better to do. Probably. <laughs> Although it does have the great word of parasitic resistance in the article. I like that. I love it's parasitic, how the, resistance. parasitic resistance. Yeah, yeah they're like talking it's... about the planar design, you know, and how they are coming. The 3D uh, concept gets around that by using this U-shaped format and blah, 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 blah. But a great term. I, I knew some yeah. people that I, never mind. <laughs> it's like it's like malleable logarithmic casing. Gesundheit. Pre-amulated amulite. Stop it with the big buzzwords. All right. Uh, from Engadget. SES demos, excuse me, Ultra HD transmission, Mr. Icefilly. Um, and if you've lost count, Ultra HD is what they're calling 4K. Um, they're using it, uh, uses the HEVC high efficiency video coding standard. Um NEC actually, uh, NEC is the, uh, or uh, NRC, NRK, good lord. NRK is the uh, the Japanese uh, network. Um, and uh, lord, I totally lost this here. Uh, SES recently also did an Ultra HD transmission. NRK did one last year. Um, so, Mr. Iselli, is the fact that somebody is developing Ultra HD, i.e. 4K transmissions, uh, is that a good reason to buy a 4K TV? Maybe. No. Okay. Never mind. Is it at least cool? No. Man, jeez. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> and the crowd really just gets into it. Good yeah. Night. You know, uh, again, uh, and George and, and, and Matt were not privy to the conversation Tim and I had the other day. It, you know, when we start talking about 4K, it, it, it definitely has a fantastic fit in the industry. But I think one of the failure well, I don't want to call it the failure. One of the things that really puts me off about it is they have only shown 4K and OLED, let's say this technology, in one place, CES. Mm-hmm. It was not at Infocom. It was not at Cedia, um, which fascinates me because when you start looking at its applications, when you go into 4K, and even with OLED because of its ability to accurately render color. But when you go into 4K, you're now talking medical, right? Where you can get imagery from MRI and CTI or CT scans and, and even uh, just um, your, let's talk about your standard x-rays. You're now approaching much better resolutions that you can see more detail. To the guy who's got a 50-inch that six, sits 10 feet away from it at home, you're going to tell me he's going to see the difference between a 4K and a 1080p? No. All right. Especially watching most of the content that he watches. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you got to remember. S- sorry to I, drop I mean, that that's, on that's correct. I mean, wait, let's let's talk about that ball for a second. We're getting what out of our, our source devices? Like, Oh, my gosh. Ten, I can't wait to watch YouTube. Yeah, 1080i, 30, right? I, I, Tim hears me say this all the time. Can we at least get the 1080p first? Yeah. Before yeah, yeah. We, let's for, remember, we skipped 2K. We're just on to 4K. Oh, wait, no, 8K. 8K. I, I would be highly happy to get, gosh, even 50 of the, the main channels here in full, uncompressed 1080p. No, you're not going to. No. The infrastructure won't support it. In fact, uh, I read an article a couple of weeks ago talking about even the broadcast community. The infrastructure will not support it. Well, so they it, cannot do uncompressed, 
which is why this is at least a step in a direction that they're creating a compression protocol or compression, sorry, compression algorithm that t takes us down to using much uh, smaller data rates. Because well, you can't get and Tim. Tim's argument to this was you can download 4K from YouTube. I was like, yeah, there's good quality content for you. We get to see Angry Cat in 4K. Happy Cat's in 4K too. Yeah. Well, again, that that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Is until they can get a delivery method that makes sense with content being produced in that level. Again, whether it's compressed or uncompressed, that will be the the turning point. Until then, again, I don't care that much about getting a 4K display. You know why? Because I'm not buying the red and going out and filming whatever I want exactly. every day. I'm filming on a stinking iPhone Ooh. in 1080p compressed, and I'm okay with it. What about epic rap battles in 4K? Oh, yeah. now we're talking. Yeah, we got to have that. You guys, don't, I'll put a link to it. Yeah. Epic rap battles of history. Just, <laughs> yeah. The, they, the, the last one they did was, was uh, Rasputin versus Stalin. Hey, what are the Go cameras? Are the those Go even cameras? GoPros? Yeah, they're, 1080, oh. they're 1080, most of them. Yes, 1080. Uh, and I want to say it's a uh, H.264 compression. So H.264, and this is what they're boasting in this article, is that... Yeah, yeah it's better than H.264. It's 20, 20 megabits, right? <laughs> so the compression rate of it is, is much lower than H.264. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Let's... Well, it, it, it almost reads like a pat on the back. Hey, look what we can do. Awesome. Now, can we get anyone to jump on board and no. actually do it? No. I know, I know our guys won't. Our two main broadcasters won't touch it. You only For have years. two broadcasters? Two main broadcasters, yeah. yes. Yes, and both of them are doing, what are you guys doing, 720s? Yeah, doing almost everything 720. Yeah, everything 720. So There's the odd bit of upconverted, up, quote, unquote, air quotes, uh, 1080, but it's not. Hmm. Yeah. The best you're getting out of terrestrial and uh, your satellite providers or your cable providers are ten is uh, ten eighty thirty. Yeah, yeah. So, which again so isn't bad. No, no, it's no. fantastic. Compared it could to be better, 40, you know. but you know. But I said to Tim, we have content in ten eighty. We don't have content in four K. And he says, well, don't you think the content's going to drive to the the mechanism, or what? Did you say it the other way around? Is the I asked, I asked, the, I asked the, actually the question both ways. But here's the thing: it it's. I, I honestly think that the displays drive the content in, in much the same way that the processors drive software, right? You can't build a, a piece of software that requires X amount of, of processing speed unless the processor's there. Just like the, the content creators aren't going to create content in 8K, let's say, if, if they're not creating displays for that, right? No, but the the producers will. Really? Right. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. The NAB, the NAB I mean, side of things. Yeah, the with, film side, they'll they'll film in whatever's the highest res they can get, whether they can actually produce something in that or not. Because as long as they can the produce mix. it, huh? They fix it in the mix. Exactly. It's remember exactly. we'll get to it in post. That's exactly. Yes, what we'll it get is. to it in post. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, on April twentieth, 
was Record Store Day, and uh, I, I, I let uh, our, my uh, my favorite okay. record store buddy, Mr. George Tucker, talk about this for a second. It's it's when people were were encouraged to go out and uh, and yeah, uh, go out and and purchase at, at your local record store. And it was what the sixth anniversary of this, George? I think so. Yeah, it's about the sixth anniversary. And it's it's focused on vinyl, but it's just going to a local store, whether they're selling CDs or or or, or actual records. <laughs> it's about getting out and going to the the experience of going to a record store. I mean, we're all probably of a certain age and age enough, even you, Mr. Scott, uh, where you the experience of first buying your album was in this store, where you have the experience of being around folks and about talking about music and about being able to interact and listen to something someone else said. Hey, can you play this for a minute? I want to hear the first cut. Uh, and that really was something evocative, uh, sort of, I guess, like uh, Shazam does or any of these sort of digital versions. But it's not the same, if you ask me. I still miss going into Bleaker Bob's and finding something new or finding that press of a version that I wanted that I couldn't find anywhere else. Uh, I will I will agree. I definitely enjoy my records, although I did not make it out on Record Store Day this year. It, there was nothing more enjoyable than going into one of our local shops and you know walking downstairs uh where all the you know the hip-hop and some of the other stuff that i was really into at the time was and saying dude what you got you got anything new what do you have that i haven't heard you know and have them pull out some band or some group or you know some dj you've never heard of and they put it on it's like oh wow that's that's really good that's awesome you pick it up you take it home Whereas now it's, you know, you barely see anything, right? It, it, it becomes the whole, oh, yeah, I heard this single on the radio. You should listen to it. And, you know, if you follow us on, you know, some of us on Twitter, we have a little group that we talk music and talk about what we're listening to every day. But in all honesty, it's all the same stuff. And there's nothing against, uh, you know, my friends that are in, in that little group online. But I do notice that for the most part, we listen to the same the same things, and every now and again, someone like uh, Becky from Middle Atlantic sent me a message the other day uh, on Twitter and asked if I had heard this new Robin Thicke song, which I hadn't, or well, I heard a snippet of it, but not enough to make it a uh, a comment on it, and said, yeah, yeah, no, I'll definitely go check that out, and that's what it's become, right? Because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't go to a record store very often. If I'm going to buy something, most often it's either iTunes or if I'm actually going to buy a CD, I'll pick it up from a Best Buy or a Future Shop or whatever. Or Target, for heaven's sakes. Not Target. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, yeah. You have Targets? We just got them. Oh. It's hilarious. Oh. Well, they have your, your colors, you know. They're red and white. So They are. They are very Canadian in that sense. As far as the, the, the record store day, I would be, it would be much cooler if we could just do it on iTunes. We could do it in, uh, in Second Life and have an iTunes store there. Yes. That would be awesome. Be like, hey, yo. Hey, yo. What's up? Nice. <laughs> have your little avatar with, with your little uh, you know, Sam Goody t-shirt on. So. Sam Goody, good call. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, between now and and the, and actually in Infocom, uh, we're going to highlight a couple of different uh, sessions that we think that are kind of cool. Um, this week's is actually an entire um, Super Tuesday 
program called Future Trends. Uh, it's got a bunch of people on here. Duffy Wilbert from Infocom will be there. Uh, Peter Putman, Scott Scherer, uh, Rowan Troll- Trollop. His name is Trollop. We'll Trollop. Yeah. Uh, and if you are ever interested in getting a DMCE, which stands for uh, engineer, right, yes. Mr. Iselli? I'm sorry. The Say it again, please. The DMCE. Yes. The Sta- E is for engineer. Thank you. I don't have I thought, one. I thought you said T. I'm sorry. No, E is for engineer. Um, T is for technician? That's correct. All right. But Mr. Iselli is teaching an E class uh, at Infocom as well. So. Sign up for both of those if you if you if you're interested. In the, yeah, in better the... hurry. I only got 48 spots. Jeez. How many do you have well, left? Though no, no, I, I'm, I know it sounds like a joke. I have 48 spots. I, I can't tell you how many are used. But when we did it in Florida a year ago, uh, there was 72 lo- uh, openings available, and it was filled in two days. Well, there you go. So yes, hurry up. He only has 48 spots. So. All right. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us. That gentleman there is the senior curriculum developer for Crestron, uh, better known as the DMC guy. Uh, his name is Kevin Iselli. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. Uh, also with us is Mr. Matt Scott. Oh, what, what do you want? Do you want anybody to come find you on Twitter, Mr. Kev- Mr. Kevin? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Matt has five no, Twitter handles. He has enough like for both of you. I don't want to talk to them. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scott from Omega Audio Video, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. How Thanks can, for waiting for me. How can people get a hold of you uh, if they want to track you down and stalk you? You can find me on – stalk me. Well, mm-hmm. That's pretty easy to do. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott, at Omega Audio Video, at Matt Scott's Hair, um, and a couple others. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook at uh, – or Facebook.com slash Matt D. Scott. And on Twitter at, or sorry, and on LinkedIn as Matthew Scott. All right. But what you can't do is find him in his office. Well, that is not true. on time, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Mr. George Tucker from World Stage. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. And where can people find you? Uh, if you're on social media, it's Tucker Twos, T U E S. T-U-E-S. All right. Uh, if, you, if you don't follow me, go to our website, avianation.tv. Avianation.tv, you can find this show as well as all the monthly ones we do. We have we, uh, ramped up DIY again. It has a new uh, episode that dropped actually today. This is, this is Friday. We're recording this. Uh, social uh, is coming back as well. Uh, we have a state of control, which is a control uh, podcast, and our education one. So go to avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. This has been AV Week. Mm-hmm.